Welcome to The Bold Podcast, a podcast designed to make you want to challenge yourself in your personal, emotional, spiritual, and family life to be bold, to share more of yourself with others, to live a life of passion, purpose, and authenticity. Bring it! Welcome back, everybody. Happy Lent! It's begun! If your Lenten promises already feel like you failed miserably, that's okay. It's a new day. The sun is shining. We keep moving forward. Yes, we do. (laughs) Right? Um, Today, we are still working through that Fulton Sheen book, Finding True Happiness, and we are going to talk about chapters 7 and 8, which are on the topics of desire and sadness. (laughs) So Perfect for Lent. Yeah, I think so too. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect for the start of Lent. But let's start with a little bit of check-in, some high lows and GMOs. Janelle, how are you? I'm good. Um, I had a good week. It was my birthday on Monday, and it was just a really good birthday. You know, I'm yeah. turning, I turned 45, <laughs> just putting it out, out there. And lots of people said to me, I can't believe you're that old, which yeah. makes me feel young at heart. Um, so that made me feel good. And like, just, it was a good day. I got to have lunch with beautiful people, and I got to have dinner with my family, which are, they're beautiful too. And, um, <laughs> We got to go to a restaurant that has a Lazy Susan in the middle where you can turn the food around, you know, a Chinese like restaurant. a seven dream. A it is. Like, dream. I had all the food, and I got to go with, like, nine people, so we got to order, like, so many dishes That's at the awesome. Chinese restaurant. So it was very fun. Awesome. It was a good day for, yeah, a gluttony person like myself. I got to go to lunch and dinner, which is, like, perfect. <laughs> with Lazy Susan. With That's Lazy awesome. Susan. That's so good. Amen. Oh, I love it. Um, I think my high is just the sunshine is bringing me it is, life and nice. joy and just being a little bit lighter longer just is helping me feel like I can accomplish a couple things in a day. So that has been very nice. Um, and then I always get super excited at the start of Lent to try and change my entire life, which every year God's like, oh no, like, but I just, it, it gives me extra motivation and perseverance. And so I'm excited about that and leaning into that, but a week from now, we'll see how I feel. Right. <laughs> what about you? Any lows? Well, yeah, I um, we had walking with purpose this week, which was actually amazing, and we watched. Um, we're doing the Grounded in Hope series for those of you who are familiar with walking walking with purpose. Um, and we did the final talk, which is on the race, and it's amazing. Lisa Breckenmeyer does an amazing job. But one of the things she talks about is the critics in the arena. So you're in the arena, you're doing your, your deal, your, your eyes are focused on Jesus, he's in the middle of the arena, but there's critics in the arena. And she said, you know, you just have to be aware that they're there and they're never going away. Mm. They're never going away. Yeah. And, I, and I really, I mean, it was a beautiful thing to think about, but then right after, actually right before that, I had had a couple things that were just like critics in the, the arena. arena. <laughs> and it had got me kind of just like, why does it have to be that way? Yeah. But then I realized that they're always going to be there. Yeah. And so God really turned that low of like kind of being yelled out about something mm-hmm. into like spiritual fruit. Mm-hmm. And I started to realize that that's just part of being Christian yeah. and um, that's going to happen to yeah. us all. So mm-hmm. I feel like the low kind of got turned into a, a little bit of a God moment, but mm-hmm. um, but it was still kind of hard to hear and, and it got me a little frustrated this week. So yeah. that was my... Yeah. Well, especially like I like to solve, like I want something solved and resolved. And if that's an unsolvable thing, that's hard, you yes. know, like to accept that and be like, okay. <laughs> yes, definitely. Oh, anyway, right. how about you? Um, my low, I think is just, 
just, this is just one of those weeks where I worked a lot, but I feel like I got three hours of work done. Like, cause most of my work was meetings and there's a lot of good stuff in there. Young adult group, a bunch of, you know, youth night was awesome. Confirmation was awesome. All of that, like all there were it's good things, but in terms of like all the meetings and everything like that always leads to like, Oh, I need to do some more stuff at my desk, but I feel like I have not really seen my desk. <laughs> and so just one of those, like just try and keep my head down, get the work done, do what I can do and not worry about all that's left, but it feels like it's snowballing a little bit. So I hear you. And the sunshine probably makes it harder just cause I'm, mm-hmm. I want to go play in the sun. It's so nice out. <laughs> it's so nice. This is not typical, no. <laughs> but I love it. It's um, awesome. What about God moment for you? Well, um, we started an intercessory prayer group at St. Yes. Pius on Monday. It's mo- Monday mornings at 7.30 to 8. And we did it in the Adoration Chapel. And it was just beautiful. We had 22 people come, which I that's like triple the amount of time. God just like showed up in a big way to, to this time in prayer. Yeah. And it was just good to pray with people. Mm-hmm. And I just realized that I need more time praying with mm-hmm. people. Like I really miss that prayer time that, um, and especially as walking with purpose is ending, mm-hmm. I just miss that time praying with people. Yeah. So, um, God's really showing me that I need to pray. I, I need to pray in groups more. So anyway, I, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. I'm really excited about this group. So that's awesome. the spirit is moving. Yeah. That's, Amen. that gives me chills. Like I, I think it's, realistic but maybe I'm a little pessimistic that like when we start new ministries usually it's just like well I hope like five people show up <laughs> like I never know like it's so hard to yeah. know it's so hard to it know is. and prepare and plan and I think that that is just awesome like that yeah. is a I mean you guys are doing that like early morning like it's not like at I mean I I just think it's awesome. It's, I just Well, and it, I felt like it was a low-hanging fruit because yeah. it's like one of these ministries that was very easy to do. Like yeah. all I no, I created a flyer and you show up and pray. And you show up and pray and you talk to yes. a couple people about the fact yes. that you're going to pray, but like literally yes. I didn't do I didn't do any personal invitations. I didn't yeah. like reach out into certain group. I grouped, reached out to a couple prayer groups and yeah. invited them, but nothing crazy yeah. and just communicated that we were yeah. praying. And so God did all the work. Like he brought people's hearts there and, you know, we'll see how it goes. Um, That was the first meeting, but I definitely was very, um, I felt very good about God's work in it. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That's awesome. I think my God moment, I think it was yesterday. Um, I was driving in the car with, I picked Nora up from daycare and we were, we ran errands and we're on the way home (laughs) and on the way home in the car. There was a dog outside that was like rolling around in the grass. And I was like, oh, Nora, look at that dog. And she was like, oh, yeah, yeah. And she like just kept talking. And I just, it was one of those moments where I've been trying to focus on the phrase, like be where your feet are, like being present to what's going on. Yes. And it was just one of those moments where I was just like, oh my gosh, like you are two and a half. And we were having actual full blown conversations in the car and just like how fun it is. Like it was just such a, like just God really brought me to that moment of like, look how awesome this is. And I was like, oh this is fun. And so it was, I mean, then we went on a walk and stuff and she just talked the whole way and it was just, it was super fun. So it was just, it was just a good reminder of, of the good. So that was really, that was really fun. She is adorable. I (laughs) I got to go to lunch with her this week and she just warmed my heart and gave me so many hugs and it just made my day. It totally made my day. Oh, that makes me happy. She is pretty. She's beautiful. She is 
She is. She's she's been some there's been some sass this week, but it's mm. it's fun. It's <laughs> Twos are fun in the sense that yeah. they're crazy and they're growing, but they're learning. They're yes. they're absorbing yes. everything. Yes, the stuff that them. she's saying, like even on the car ride today, she wanted to listen to Akuna Matata and I was like, Oh, it's not working right now. And then I got it to work and she just the whole ride was like, Mama, it works now. It works now. I'm like, Yep, it does. Like and just she was so excited. She learned that phrase and it's sure she's gonna say it all day long now so oh gotta love too yep amen awesome um all right desire 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 um i actually this is funny because the book that i am my copy of this book i read this book like six years ago four years ago I don't know a while ago so I have highlights in it from the past (laughs) but it was funny looking at it now like everything that jumped out at me was different okay Um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting um so it starts by saying that desire is to the soul what gravitation is to matter when we know our desires we know the direction our soul is taking and so it's basically like, mm-hmm. if our desires are heavenly, we're headed up. If they're earthly, we're headed down. I love that. Because sometimes I, you think of desire as being a negative thing. Yeah. But it can be such a positive yeah. thing. And I think it, it, like, I've been thinking a lot about that with, like, Lent starting and just trying to be, like, present to things and paint, like, being mindful of things. Like, I, I was thinking back to, like, I'm trying to be really intentional about, like, looking at my calendar and making sure I'm, like place like um that whole Rachel Hollis like nothing's on your calendar that you didn't allow to be there really right and so paying attention to those things and letting that show like where my priorities land and trying to create space for those things that really are my priorities um so I just thought that was it was just kind of beautifully all tied together it was very topical for the start of of um Lent and then it goes on and it talks about this blew my mind because and I need to go back and read it but it talks about the story of the prodigal son Mm -hmm. and it says that um it says how we very few of us withdraw enough from the world to ask us what our basic desires are um and there are people that have a seemingly good life but they desire evil things and there's people that um live good lives but basically desire evil and it says um their goodness is often a want of opportunity for doing what is sinful and then he talks about the elder son in the parable of the prodigal son it says who accuses his brother of wasting his substance on harlots but there was nothing of this in the story but the accusation revealed that the elder son would have done that very thing if he had been the brother so like the older son was projecting himself on the younger son i was like oh my like my my, i've never read it in that context right ever and so i see it yeah like how we and i was just having some conversations earlier this week about like what we project on other people like Mm -hmm. um we were challenged into meeting a guy was giving us an exercise to do and he's talking about how like oh like good things happen like how we what our perspectives are on things and like, Oh, good things happen to me because I work really hard for them. Good things happen to you because you're just really lucky. And like what those assumptions are that we put on people, whether, Mm -hmm. and how we let that dictate our like opinion of them and they may not even be true, you know? And so I just, that was just so that kind of blew my mind of like, Oh, and like, Mm -hmm. and then when you think about the things that like annoy us about other people, usually are things that like we have issues with within ourselves, (laughs) you know? And so it's just that totally, that blew my mind though like 
I've never read that scripture passage that way. It's no, I like, haven't oh, either. I need to think about that <laughs> and look at that somewhere. I'm uh, abiding together. Podcast is doing. They're doing Henry Nouwen's book, Return of the Prodigal Son. Ooh. So I okay. I haven't read it yet, but I just bought it, okay. and they're doing a podcast episode each week. I think they already put out their first episode. So okay. plug oh. for abiding together podcast. I might be looking at that. Um, that same story. So I'm gonna. Mm-hmm. I'll know more about that. Awesome. <laughs> when I start reading the book. Yes. Um. And then that this chapter just goes on to talk about kind of assessing our needs and how like our culture makes so many luxuries appear to be needs, which can throw our like desires off and keep things out of perspective. Um, and then mm. it talks about contentment, which I think is huge. I don't know for me as a seven, <laughs> this is, I think right? like, cause they're saying like contentment is not indifference. Um, and what I really liked about it is it says contentment is not indifference though. The ignorant sometimes make that identification. Contentment does not mean immunity from trial, for it can know sighs and tears, but its feelings are never allowed to run into fretfulness. And I just, I like, that was a good reminder to me of like how, like keeping your emotions in check and like how your emotions come and go. Mm -hmm. And how like my emotions and one thing can bleed into like my attitude about something else and how just like keeping that perspective and like, it's like, it's okay. Like this may, one thing may be difficult, but it's not all of the things and like yeah. just that perspective I think is really huge. Um, so I thought that was, that was interesting um, to think about. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing that I had really noted in here was the, we do everything we can as if all depended on us, but we trust in God as if everything depended on him. And that is like, for me, that's where I, like, I tend to fall into the, like, I'll fix it first or try yes. and fix it and then I'll pray about it. And trying to figure that faith versus works and, like, how much you do and how much you let God do and everything. Yes. And that's where I get really, like, hung up and right? stuck. Mm-hmm. And so that gave me a little bit of encouragement of, like, doing everything we can as if it depended on, because sometimes I take that too extreme, though. Like, it all depends on me and it's not it doesn't right and then you get discouraged and then I get discouraged and so that I think at least books into like okay you keep you keep speaking truth you keep moving forward and Mm -hmm. but and doing what you can as if it's up to but God is ultimately like depending on him fully for it Mm -hmm. so that was um that it says the talents we have must be put to work but if mm -hmm. they yield only a certain return we do not murmur because the return is not greater yes when we really examine our consciences we have to admit that we have received more than we morally deserved yes Yes. this content is far greater among the overprivileged which as americans we're all overprivileged than the underprivileged the rich need the psychoanalysts more than the poor Few European minds cracked under two wars. Many Americans' minds have. The first learned not to expect anything. This is a lesson America has yet to learn. And what's so funny is that this this whole thing about the, like, the, they didn't crack under two wars. The Lenten, like, the daily prayer from our Lenten book today talks about how um, the the writer was in Poland looking, like, and how there's memorials everywhere for World War II. Mm-hmm. And how the whole time it's just like, in awe of like how like these people even had the courage to go through all this and like how over the course of it, it, his prayer changed that like, even if I had to go through like a quarter of what they went through that I can be like strong enough for it and everything. And it was just, I mean, the perspective of seeing all that. Right. And then to see like how 
easy and simpler lives really how over how we overcomplicate it all we and totally do and, and we have it so that. easy yeah we have it so easy that it's just and how but we're cracking under all of these like pressures that we put under on, on ourselves yes. and everything is yes that kind of goes but. into our next chapter of sadness <laughs> yes um it talks about um different ways to overcome the sense of sadness mm-hmm. um People do all kinds of things, but all sad people are alike in this. At some time, they say, perhaps scarcely conscious that they are saying, I do not love myself. This is not an inferiority complex. It's rather the higher part of the self looking down on the lower part and reprimanding it for its pitiable condition. Animals cannot reflect on themselves as human beings do. Hence, they do not feel the same kind of disgust. So it's basically uh-huh. saying kind of sadness is a choice because we're not loving ourselves enough. Uh-huh. And that's a hard thing to think about because yeah. people really, you know, there's a lot of depression, uh-huh. anxiety in the world. Uh-huh. And you think, you know, uh-huh. a lot of times these people need medication to kind of get them out of the funk. Uh-huh. And I totally believe in, yeah. in, in if people need that, that's uh-huh. awesome. I uh-huh. think we need, we need to support each other. Uh-huh. But like sometimes we, we, we actually... Um, it comes down to the fact that they don't love themselves. Uh-huh. They don't really, uh-huh. and and because they don't love themselves, that means that somehow they've never felt loved by anyone, uh-huh. possibly, even though someone may love them, they haven't yeah. felt the love. Uh-huh. And that's sometimes a, a brain chemistry thing, and uh-huh. sometimes it's just, you know, I'm reading this book right now called Your Thoughts Are Killing You, and it's just this internal mo- monologue in your voice yeah. that's telling you you're not good enough, and yeah. um, you're, you're terrible, and and people do have that in their brains. Yeah. That they 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 really feel that way, and that yeah. causes so much depression, anxiety, yeah. and sadness in our world. It's really sad. Yeah. I can't remember. I, I was just watching people, something but... that was just it was some women talking, and they were talking about how, like, they were talking about like body image and how like they would never how they don't look at any other woman and like just like condemn their bodies, but how they self talk the to self-talk. themselves, like that yeah. self talk and how damaging that can be. And when like, and that I think is like how. Like that scripture passage sounds so easy of like, love your neighbor as yourself, but that's where so much of the issues lies that we're not yes. really loving ourselves. Like I know when I am not taking good care of myself, I am not being a great mom and a great wife. Like, and no. it's, it's, it's so much more than I think we realize. Like, I mean, like, because we were talking about this and the teenager with some of the high school girls that I'm doing a Bible study with talking about how the devil does like how quiet those lies are not taught like yes. takes advantage of that. And so it spirals mm-hmm. so quickly and we don't even realize it's happening. Like we, it becomes so habitual and it's, yeah, it's in our head. It's just constantly on repeat and it just kind of becomes white noise and we don't realize how much it's hurting us and damaging us. And we don't hear it as lies. We just hear it. It's just, it's, it's our self talk. Well, yeah. It's in we our hear brain. it as truth. Is we the, hear is it the as big, truth. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's where it comes back to the sadness. It, it does. Yeah. It perpetuates yeah. sadness, depression, anxiety, all these mm-hmm. things. Yeah. Um, it talks about on the top of page 44, mm-hmm. um, there's a remedy for sadness. The, this one suggested by the scriptures. Mm-hmm. In some minds, it may seem far-fetched when it says, if you are suffering, pray. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Actually, these words touch on a profound psychological truth, for they imply that we must be reconciled to ourselves in order to be happy. So long as we are merely the battleground of a war between the lower self and the Mm -hmm. higher self within us, there can be no relaxation and no joy. 
Yeah. We're battling ourselves. Yeah. That, and that, oh my gosh. <laughs> so in this, um, I'm doing this, this Bible study with some of our high school girls and it's the, it's the teen version of the walking with purpose. And this last chapter was on prayer and it was worded and I had never really seen it worded like this, but there it was, she was talking, Lisa Breckenbacher was talking about prayer and she was talking about like the need for prayer and like the first reason she listed as why we needed it was because of the battle we have with ourselves. Yes. It was that. And then it was like building a relationship with God. And yes. like, but I was like, I've never, yes. I've never come to prayer in that mindset of like, it's my internal, like I have, but not really realizing that like, Oh, it's about this internal battle I'm having, you know, well, and, and God's trying to work through that. But, but like, and I think that's yeah. why in our society right now, meditation is so yes. popular. Meditation is people prayer. is prayer. <laughs> it's, it's just prayer. another word for prayer. <laughs> but what the meditation gets after is this yes. point. It's this internal yes. battle. And that's where we can, we can come to prayer in that way. Yes. Um, and focusing on not only God in the, in the sense, but on our own selves, on our own self worth mm-hmm. and how he mm-hmm. sees us. Yes. I like to think of, of prayer as staring in the face of Jesus and him staring back at me and looking at me as my as mm-hmm. I'm his beloved daughter. Yeah. And spend some time like that, even in five minutes like that in, in a day, mm-hmm. and this internal battle of sadness yes. and, and thoughts in your head mm-hmm. will diminish. Yeah. Not completely, but it will go away in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, even if it's only for an hour, it goes yeah. away. Maybe you have to do it yeah. five minutes again the next yeah. hour when those yeah. thoughts are starting to come back into your brain. Mm-hmm. But um Prayer, meditation, all of these things are yeah. wonderful ways to combat the sadness. Yeah. I like that then it says, um, we begin to act differently when we recognize the immensity of our possibilities. So coming out of that negativity and recognizing, yes. you know, when we're coming out of that negativity and we're recognizing our worth, that we are beloved sons and daughters of God and that we have purpose and we have calling and like, and you start to realize that, how that can, um, can, can cause us to to act differently and to be more bold and, yes. and all of that. And I love that then it's at the top of page 45, it says, unless we put God between ourselves and our previous life, we cannot hope to make real, real spiritual progress that you have to let go that letting go and not assuming that it's going to be like the last time or whatever. And just that perseverance, I think is so, mm-hmm. so huge that hope to combat the, the sadness or the, you know, the past bottom of the page it says to be loved we must be lovable to be lovable we must be good to be good we must know goodness and to know goodness is to love god and neighbor and everybody in the world wow that's a lot <laughs> oh piece of cake like no that's like peace on earth quote. yeah <laughs> but yeah the the beginning of it or like kind of the middle of it is the fact that we must know and love God yeah. and to know that he is good mm-hmm. and that God is good. Yeah. And that's ultimately the heart of this mm-hmm. is, is yeah. recognizing that God is good and that he loves us. And that's what brings yeah. us out of our own yeah. internal struggle. So, and I always think of like, when you're talking about like peace and like, and you're talking about like the world peace thing and all of yeah. that, like I always think back to that super cheesy, like let there be peace on earth. But oh, let it begin totally. With me. And it's, to- but it's totally like, yeah, like, it is. It's having that peace and self, not having that internal battle, that internal monologue that's bringing yourself down and, you know, talking yourself down. It's conquering that and being present to the people immediately around you because that do- it has such a ripple. It has a effect. huge ripple effect, people. For sure. So. All right. 
Well, these are tough topics, but um, we hopefully get some stuff out of it and you can find <laughs> find true happiness. And we are going to do something different for our next sab- segment. This new segment is called Temperance. Temperance. It is the virtue of temperance. We're going to bring it on. We're going to have a prayer-filled temperance. And instead of gluttony today, we're going to have time to talk about airy, the, air, the virtue of temperance. Mm-hmm. And I have defined temperance as it is the opposite of gluttony. So <laughs> gluttony is a vice. That Janelle and I somewhat embrace. Yes. And so we thought during Lent, we're not going to focus on our vices. We're going to focus on the virtue that is associated with the vice. And this, the virtue, it's one of the cardinal virtues and it's temperance. And temperance is defined as it enables us to keep doing what is wrong even when we have strong feelings for it. Wait. Yeah, that's right. You read it in a weird way. <laughs> it's to keep us from doing what is wrong, it, even when we're it, really it tempted enables, to. It yes. enables us to say no to the wrong. Sorry, I totally read it wrong. <laughs> You're okay. reading the way you want to read it. No, keep doing it. Gladys good. Keep doing it. Gladys good. Um, it keeps us from sinning, even when we want to. Yeah. So this virtue is kind of the similar to the the gift of the Holy Spirit of self-control temperance keeps us um, and controls us from doing the things that our bodies as humans want, want to do. Mm -hmm. And it's a virtue Mm -hmm. and virtues are something that we have to practice in order to grow Mm -hmm. in. So Kristen and I have decided to take up these virtues during the Lenten season, Mm -hmm. especially this virtue of temperance. And Lent is really about this virtue in a lot of ways. So we thought um, it's perfect time to focus on the virtue versus the vice during Lent. So we're going to share each week a little bit about Mm -hmm. the area of temperance Mm -hmm. that we're growing in Mm -hmm. and a little bit about our Lent journey and our our issue with this um, Mm -hmm. throughout our lives, but also Mm -hmm. just during the season. So do you want to share anything? Um, Yeah. Well, it was so funny when Janelle and I sat down this morning and we're just talking about Lent. Like, I just had this epiphany that I was like, Lent is all, is so much about self-control and, like, yeah. letting go of things and making more room for God. And I was like, oh, it, this has to be the hardest for the sevens because, right? like, we, we want it all. We want to cram it all in. Like This is where we this struggle. This is where we struggle. So I, that's probably part of why I get so excited about Lent because it's, like, I know how much I need it. Yeah. Um, so, because I do, like, at the beginning of Lent every year, I mean... It's like, what should I do for Lent? And I will have a list of like 30 <laughs> things Me to too. improve upon. Yeah. Um, and trying to just focus on a few. So I was trying to um, focus on like the, the, the three, the three pillars of Lent, the prayer, the almsgiving and the fasting mm-hmm. and trying to keep not, you know, just pick an area in each of those things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm doing a whole 30 for Lent, a whole 40 ish. Um, so it's, which is mostly in the context of wanting to make sure I'm eating healthier, that we're spending our money wisely and not just doing takeout and that kind of stuff. So it's not Mm -hmm. just about like fasting, but you know, fasting from things we don't need and just keeping it simple. Um, and then, so I'm doing that. Uh, and then the other piece that I'm doing is I think fits in with the prayer and the almsgiving in, in sense of time is I'm really trying to honor my morning and my evening routines of I've gotten in such a horrible habit of hitting snooze until 6 45 and like 
trying to get ready in 15 minutes and I'm still trying to get ready while we're getting the kid up. And it's just, I'm not pre like, I want to be more present to the things I need to be present to. And so, um, making sure I'm creating that time for prayer and then that time for prayer, it's time for prayer and it's not prayer and dinner or prayer and laundry. And like, it's just, you know, so getting up a little bit earlier and trying to get honor that prayer time, that morning yes. routine and honor that evening prayer time and washing the face flossing like that like just like the things like I need to be doing and taking care of myself and creating more space for God and being able to be present to the people around me amen in front of me so I'm trying to be more intentional about that and um trying to deny myself things and it's most of the time it's food but it's also Mm -hmm. just like pleasures Mm -hmm. so like watching less tv but not making like rules about it, but just really be conscious yeah. of like yeah. what I'm doing and how I'm spending my time yeah. and really being more intentional about prayer time. Cause mm-hmm. I want to, I want to be a different person at the end of Lent yes. than I um, was at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to be my, I've had so many Lents in the past where I've like tried to give up something and it didn't go well. And it, I, I was it you was, just spiral into that negative self-talk. That I you did. Yeah. And yeah. so I'm trying to keep it more of a positive yeah. and like doing it for the right reasons, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, deny myself, not because I want to lose weight or whatever, yeah. but yeah. because I really, I want to feel the suffering of Jesus on the cross. And mm-hmm. I know that sounds like pretty heavy, but that's kind of just where mm-hmm. I am in my spirituality yeah. right yeah. now. And I just want to have some intentional prayer time yeah. with people. Like I was yeah. saying earlier, um, I love to pray with people, and so I am trying to make more time for that in my schedule. So this intercessory yeah. prayer group will be great. Yeah. I'm hoping to, you know, have yeah. some more time to meet with women, pray with, together with people. Mm-hmm. So anyway, that's kind of where I am. Awesome. But I it's that it. self control of like, yeah. I'm trying to really deny myself yeah. things that mm-hmm. I want, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and trying to do it like in a deliberate way, intentional yeah. way. So that's kind of where I'm at this Lent. Yeah, it's kind of a different Lent for me. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying. Yeah, I think a lot of mine that like, comes back comes down to like, yeah, being cognizant of those habits I fall into that have become the things I want and I just do, and like it's just totally second nature now. And to mm-hmm. yeah, like setting down. I actually challenged Greg because he's not Catholic and he doesn't really do. You know, he won't eat meat on Fridays because I don't cook it for him or whatever. But like, yeah, um, I told him I said, you know, I want from six to eight. I want like let's keep our phones away and just be like family time you know together and he was like okay like and he was just like yeah sounds good and so we'll see like those but just like yeah, be, yeah. like those things that we just gravitate towards we're not even thinking about our second hand like we was on our phone in our hand doing stuff like just to be yeah really present and creating more space for god and people in my day-to-day and not the the gluttony of whatever i want when i want it right, <laughs> right? exactly <laughs> All right, awesome. so that's our temperance talk. That's what we could call it, temperance, yeah, temperance talk. talk. There temperance we go. Talk. Awesome. Um, so bold. How are we bold this week? I, for me, I think my boldness has been kind of within myself and holding myself um, accountable to... To how I'm, like, I'm trying to, I think it comes down to, like, listening and prayer. I'm really trying, like, God has really, like, kind of started to open my mind to behaviors and attitudes and stuff. And so I'm really just trying to hold myself accountable to, like, 
not letting things bleed into other things when it, like yeah. we were talking about earlier. And so, um, just listening, like, what am I supposed to be like the things that are frustrating me right now? I think I'm trying to be really bold in entering into the, the things that are causing me pain and suffering. Okay. What am I supposed to be learning from this instead of spiraling into the negative and into yeah. the anger, the, okay, this might suck, but what am I supposed to be learning from this? What can mm. I find in this? How can I do something good out of this? Like what yeah. am, what is something I'm supposed to learn from this and gather? Is there something I'm supposed to do? Like just trying to be really cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a lot of work sometimes. So I'm trying to be persistent in that and be bold in that and continue to enter into it. Even though I'm like, yeah. Oh, this is hard. I don't really want to think about it why is hard, I have to. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Life is like, difficult. God, I don't want you to teach me anything. Of this. I, I just want to be grumpy about it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so that's where, where I'm at. What about you? Um, well, last night I went to the sunset game and I had my ashes on my forehead and yes. I had like giant you, ashes. You like did. I had you were representing. Ones. And I was on one side of the basketball court and Nelika on the other side cheering could see my ashes uh-huh. sitting in the stand. It. She's like, oh my gosh, mom, your ashes. Everyone was asking <laughs> me about them. I'm like, oh my gosh. So I was bold. I yeah. kept my ashes on. You know, there were other people yeah. there that I know had been to mass and their ashes weren't nearly as strong. And I don't know if they rubbed them off a little bit, but um, <laughs> just kidding. It's okay. Yeah. Um, but I just, I was yeah. bold with my ashes yeah. and I got a, quite a few looks. I didn't have any Conver- I had a couple conversations about it, like, oh, it's Ash Wednesday or whatever, yeah. and um, it was good. You know, I was just yeah. being bold in my Catholicism yeah, yesterday. I so I love it. I forgot Sometimes... about that. Yeah, we went to Nora and I went to the grocery store. Nora was super excited when she saw my ashes, <laughs> and she wanted them. And so we were like in the middle. We were in the middle of Trader Joe's, and she's like, "Mama, mama, ashes!" And I was like pointing to her forehead, and I was like, "Oh, you want some?" It's like in the middle, <laughs> the middle of the freezer section at Trader Joe's. I'm like rubbing ashes off my forehead and putting it on her forehead, and I look up, and there was like a clerk just standing there, just like staring, and I was just like, "Hello, <laughs> like don't mind me. Like, why are you rubbing dirt on your child in the middle of the grocery store?" I love but um, yeah, that's my it was, favorite. It was awesome. Oh, that's. I awesome. love it. Good job. Way to be bold. All right, that was my boldness. So um, we are glad to be here with you during this Lenten season. We will be back next week. Um, Please rate us and review us on iTunes. We would love your feedback. Send us emails at theboldpodcastpdx at gmail.com and follow us at theboldpodcast on Instagram. Yes. All right. Have a great week. Be bold.